You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here we've reached another end of another week here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We have been going through our latest division in terms of the 2020 season in review, 2021 offseason in preview. We are Ending the AFC North today with a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always an intriguing team here. So three teams made the playoffs from this division. The Steelers won the division. So if you missed uh, the breakdown of the Bengals or Browns or Ravens, check out all the previous shows of the week. We also took care of the AFC East teams and NFC East teams. So we'll continue this series. We'll get to every team here. We do need to have a special show, however, on Monday. We want to uh, take some time to look at this. Break down the fantasy football implications of the Carson Wentz trade. So look at uh, how that uh, changes the fortunes for the Colts, the Eagles, what they're thinking of quarterback going forward, the chances of both of these teams, what we expect from both offenses, what still needs to be done to help those quarterbacks and those teams there. So that's a programming reminder. It'll be a special on Monday examining the uh, Carson Wentz deal there from the Eagles to the Colts, uh, breaking news that happened after we uh, recorded yesterday's program on the Browns. So we will dive into the Steelers today. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had some ups and downs, definitely with their fantasy football production. Ben Roethlisberger was at the center of those things. When you look at his scoring at 18.5, approximately, points per game from quarterback, he was ranked 14th in relation to his peers in uh, that, both by overall scoring when you look at all 17 weeks and by the average points per game. So 14th puts him as a fringe starter there, QB one borderline in deeper leagues. If you're in a 14-team league, he would just qualify as a starter that you could have plugged in every week and got scoring there, matching the 14th QB on the board. So a little bit off uh, QB one radar, however, in more standard size leagues, 10 to 12. So what was the deal with Roethlisberger? We know what it was. It was dinking and dunking. He was touchdown dependent, high volume dependent. He wasn't getting the ball downfield with a high yards per attempt. So he really needed to throw a lot. The Steelers helped him out in that end because they weren't a very good running team. And they weren't a deep passing team. And they had very good receivers, so they spread the field, threw to those receivers, short to intermediate passing all over the field. And that's what you got here. And then closing in the red zone with some touchdowns there. But otherwise, it had to be disappointing for uh, Roethlisberger when you know what he could have done in this offense. Another quarterback with a bigger arm stretching the field left a lot of points on the table here, I think, even with Steelers running woes and not being a team that does a lot of damage on the ground. So 
Yeah, Roethlisberger was definitely rough. We're now at a crossroads with him. We're not sure what's going to happen going forward. Is he going to still be in the mix for the Steelers? He showed a steep decline. He was pretty bad in that playoff game. Lost to the Browns at home. That uh, sent the Packer, or Steelers packing early from the playoffs. So, yeah, so a lot of question marks about Ben Roethlisberger going forward. But in terms of fantasy football, he's probably reached close to the end of the line here. In terms of a guy we're going to trust week in, week out. And we're not excited about playing him either. If he's not going to get the big plays and the 30 touchdown, like break through that for a high ceiling. And he's not going to give you anything running. He's just one of those guys fading from there. So, again, Roethlisberger hanging on by a thread here as a relevant fantasy football quarterback in terms of starting. He's an okay backup, an okay streamer, but he no longer belongs in the conversation in the top 12. Now let's move on to running back. Things were worse here, for sure. I mean, at least Roethlisberger was in the borderline QB1. Well, James Conner fell out of RB2 status. He just wasn't healthy all throughout the season. In terms of overall scoring, he finished 26th. Uh, In terms of uh, average points per game and half-point PPR formats, 11.3. That was 28th. So he was more of a flex play. Benny Snell had some moments filling in, but he ended up... 61st there with 4.7 points per game when you look at it overall. So you didn't get enough work when Connor was still active. And then when Connor played, there was not enough where he could boost his numbers to that point. So, yeah, so pretty rough for James Connor. He's a guy that they definitely looked to upgrade from. He just filled a void there when they needed a couple of years ago when Le'Veon Bell was gone. He was good plug and play there, but they had better offensive line situation there could be reshuffle there as well now so I think they're going to invest in the back here for sure it just didn't look good I mean they tried to piecemeal together with uh, Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels and some change of pace stuff but again just didn't get enough presence in the past game not enough strong power not running durable holding up here so the Steelers this should be a marked improvement here. I don't know how much better or worse they're going to get at quarterback. Maybe floating around the same area with their uh, receivers and all that. But running game, they really need upgrade here. Line is going to be a little bit dependent on that. So they upgrade their blocking or take care of a few issues they have as they reshuffle their offensive line. But yeah, we're looking for a more dedicated back here. Is it Chris Carson? Do they go after someone like that in free agency at Canyon Drake? Or do they just draft a back here and just say, we're going to move on. They do have a late first-rounder that could be used for uh, Najee Harris of Alabama or Travis Etienne of Clemson. So a lot of things the Steelers could do, but I would expect them to acquire one to two running backs here through the draft and free agency to really uh, improve their chances here as they move on from James Conner. So there's a look at the quarterback and running back production of the Steelers from the 2020 season. We still have to get into their wide receivers, tight ends, defense, and kicker production. Then we'll close the show, as we've done with all these teams, look at the salary cap situation, the free agents in-house, potential team needs, as well as the draft picks available for these teams. So comprehensive look at the Steelers' fantasy meets reality here. Now... Before we uh, get into all that, i got to tell you more about Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing product. It's a protein bar that tastes like a dessert. It's the most delicious protein bar you'll ever taste. But I have a special for you. There's a flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar. 
Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend. 16 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 6 grams of sugar. Gluten-free, preservative-free. It's a limited time only, one-day sale. So check it out right now. Coconut Puff Bar, one of the many great Built Bar products that you can uh, take in and uh, know that you're going to have the protein and energy you need to power you through your day there. Uh, Built Bar is going to be there for you the whole way. So really, you can try any Built Bar and be amazed by the flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. But the Coconut Puff Bar, really delicious. You better get on that while you can. So check it. Check it out, limited time only, order now, the Coconut Puff Bar from Built Bar, the best protein bar ever. We'll be right back here to look at uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and the rest of the Steelers' wide receivers and what they did in 2020. All right, we will get into the Steelers' wide receivers here in a moment, but first uh, I got to tell you, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's look here then at the Steelers' wide receivers. A very tight scoring here. In terms of overall scoring, 18-19-23, so in order, Judy Smith, Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. In terms of points per game, 11.9 for Johnson to lead, 11.6 for Juju Smith-Schuster, 11.5 for Chase Claypool. Very close in the end between these three guys in half-point PPR scoring. Juju got it done with more of the touchdowns and uh, racked up the yards with a lot of short catches there. Deontay was their best receiver when healthy, but it was in and out of lineup, not fully there. Sometimes would uh, not be used as well, but I think he's their best complete receiver and the guy that they want to keep most here. Chase Capel had those monster games early, big play threat, still scored some touchdowns late, stretching the field, big body. We know can go up and get the ball here. So those three guys, I mean, pretty even scoring, and they got to it in different ways. I think Johnson more complete. Juju with the volume and the touchdowns, while Claypool did it with the big plays and big bursts of a touchdown explosion. So, different ways. So, you'd say Juju wasn't all that consistent. He kind of had an okay first half, turned it on a little bit in the second half. Johnson, when he was out there, was the most reliable. Claypool, again, more big game dependent and a big play dependent for his production here. So, We'll see. Juju uh, could be uh, not re-signed here from the Steelers. We'll have to see. But he was a key element of the slot. And Johnson and Claypool, neither of those guys can really play the slot as well as Juju. So the Steelers would have to find a different answer there. But, again, I think it was disappointing mainly because Roethlisberger couldn't stretch the field. So, again, we're tight, compressed passing game here for the Steelers. And it had some limitations. But shows you how good these guys were with their production, they all finished right there, back to back to back, as a wide receiver twos. So they even got into the top 24 here with their production in half-point PPR. So, again, that's a good news. If one of these guys leaves, and namely Juju, then it changes things up here where Johnson and Claypool might see more action here and bump up their numbers there, and a slot receiver will be less of a factor figuring it might be a a youngster in there between those two guys. So, again, it's hard to duplicate the exact same consistent production all around the same. So, 
Someone is bound to separate a little bit. I think Johnson is the best bet to do that. Again, he had more points than the other guys on average. Half point PPR. He's their best overall receiver. He can do a lot of things Juju can do in terms of possession, catch a lot of balls, but also can make some big plays the way Claypool can. So Claypool, I think, could be in for a cool down a little bit. Remember, he had the big touchdown game early in the season that kind of boosted that. So, And the Juju could be right in the middle again here, literally in the slot and with his production should he stay in Pittsburgh. Now at uh, tight end, Eric Ebron finished outside of the tight end. One, 7.6 points per game. 15th in overall scoring. 17th in the average scoring there at the position. So, yeah, Eric Ebron had some flashes. I think he could have been a little bit better. He was usable in certain weeks. I think there was a stretch where he was very consistent, but then he disappeared in some games as well. He had a little bit of Vance McDowell, but he was also hurt being the fourth mouth to feed after these three receivers. So there was always a limited cap to Ebron's production. You were trying to get that 6-for-60, hoping for a touchdown from Eric Ebron there, but uh, that's really what uh, kind of contained his production. So we'll see. They could move on from Ebron as well, who's been there for a little bit productive, but again, nothing special in terms of tight end, and really the numbers inflated by the fact that tight end wasn't all that good in 2020 overall. Now the Steelers' defense, this one was the success story here, 9.3 points per game, depending on your format, uh, they're right there with the Colts in terms of uh, producing uh, numbers there. Top fantasy football defense. So, yeah, I mean, they got the job done. We know T.J. Watt, they're pass rushers. They got guys in the secondary making big plays for them. Minka Fitzpatrick cleaning up. So, they're an ideal fantasy football defense. Remember, the Steelers used to be a really good reality defense, but they didn't always get the numbers. But now they're getting the sacks. Now they're getting the takeaways. That's what you're looking for to uh, really be key as a fantasy football defense. They've been good for the last two years as an overall defense. So, again, we'll see. There might be some uh, shuffle up there as well in their personnel that they have to be concerned about. But they should have the core guys here to keep producing for them in 2021. Finally, we'll look at their kicker situation. It wasn't great for Chris Boswell. He was 7.7 points per game. They're 25th overall, 24th there in uh, average so yeah he was well off the radar the Steelers were actually decent in the red zone they didn't give him a lot of opportunities he missed some uh, time there with an ailment so again Boswell not the biggest rangiest kicker so there's that as well he's not going to narrow 50 yarders for you and also Heinz Field is a hard place to kick so Boswell streamer that was about it I think that's the status here going forward for the Steelers we still need to talk about the Steelers and their salary cap situation, uh, free agency, uh, draft picks, all that good stuff here, so we can look a little forward. Before we do that, i got to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball, NBA, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign for today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus. We'll be right back here to close the show and the week with our... Final thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers as they transition to the 2021 offseason.
All right, let's uh, close looking at the Steelers team. Very intriguing offseason ahead. But uh, I have to remind you, we were talking about bet online. Well, there is some advice here that you need to get on the network. Betting on sports doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make your smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So uh, let's look here. The Steelers, a bad salary cap situation. Bad, bad. $30 million over the cap right now. They increased the cap to 180. So the 180 million is the number here. So even with that, that gets some relief for them because uh, Marquise Pouncey and Mike Pouncey, they've retired together from the NFL. So that get clears about 8 million. But the big number out there is Ben Roethlisberger, 41.25 million towards the cap. So just along with the Ben Roethlisberger restructure, they could get under the salary cap and be okay. But Roethlisberger, they've uh, kind of put an ultimatum. You have to change your contract restructure or you might have to think about retiring or we want to move on from you, maybe even a release there. So, yeah, so they got to figure things out with Ben Roethlisberger here very soon and he's got to agree to the pay kind of restructure. They simply, literally cannot afford him at this point. When you do the math, $41 million cap hit, $30 million over, I mean, it just doesn't add up here. So, Pouncey helps a little bit. Two guys that they could also say goodbye to are... Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald start over at tight end, look for a different answer, maybe a Pat Freerbooth in the first round or a little bit later, look at Brevin Jordan there. So someone in the draft that could help them at tight end and move on from this uh, off-injured uh, veteran slowdown duo. They could also move on from the cornerback Steven Nelson and uh, start to change things up around Joe Hayden there. So some things to watch there with the Steelers. Free agency, their main guys, we talked about them a little bit, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner. So big decisions there. I'm pretty confident that Conner's gone. Will they, again, sign a replacement for him or just go to the draft? Juju, I think, could go either way. Depends on how this cap situation plays out. We know that it's a little bit uh, doghousey here with uh, Mike Tomlin and the dancing and all that, the TikTok stuff. Irritated Mike Tomlin, but I don't know if that's enough to say Juju needs to be out of here when he's a good player on the field that the Steelers really need for their offense and a unique player because a big slot who can stretch the field and also finish well the red zone. So Juju's a player I personally like a lot. I think he plays with a lot of energy and passion. If you get him on a different type of team, say you get him on the Packers and you have him work the slot opposite Devontae Adams, I think he could really go off. And we know he can have big seasons. I mean, he had a big fantasy season when Antonio Brown was around at Pittsburgh. Hasn't been the same here. They haven't really featured him a lot. He had the quarterback issue last year, but really he can rack up the catches. It was just limitations with Roethlisberger throwing to him at under uh, 10 yards per catch, and that was just a bit fluky there with the wide receiver of that caliber. So we'll watch carefully where Juju goes. Not as interested to see where Connor goes, more interested to see how the Steelers replace Connor here now. They do have some concerns with the offensive line. Alejandro Villanueva, the longtime left tackle, he's a free agent. Matt Filer is also a free agent. He's played right tackle here for Pittsburgh before. And you have Zach Banner. He was talking about being the new left tackle, but coming off uh, injury issues here, uh, they said, uh, and Banner said this himself, that uh, they trust him to be the left tackle. So they're going to keep one of these guys. Right now it's leaning towards Banner. Villanueva on the older side, so it's uh, Filer here. So we'll watch that. 
Then on the defensive side of things, uh, Bud Dupree is the big question mark, the edge rusher. They did actually rush the passer well there with uh, guys like Highsmith and uh, people coming off the bench here to really help uh, opposite T.J. Watt. So does that change your decision? Do they move on from Bud Dupree? He's been a very good edge pass rusher for them. He fits their scheme really well, but maybe this is a time where they can't keep him or they free up the cap and use this, the franchise tag on him. A lot of question marks there the Steelers have to answer, and uh, part of it is tied to what happens with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's the biggest question of them all. Now, defensively, they also have to worry about their two uh, sub-package backs here, Mike Hilton and Cameron Sutton. They could be gone here, so you might have to shuffle up in the secondary if they have to cut Nelson and to move on from Hilton and Sutton there uh, to help Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden. So something we're going to watch there with their defense. But, again, their defense is pretty good. We know they have the centerpiece in T.J. Watt. We know they're pretty good on the second level. They'll get Devin Bush back. So they're a very good uh, defensive team overall. And having the key playmakers back, that's going to keep up their floors in fantasy football defense. And uh, I think they'll get some good reinforcements here for Mike Tomlin's scheme as well. Now, the draft, the Steelers are sitting on the standard seven picks, number 24 overall, number 55 overall, number 88. Those are their three picks of the first three rounds. So, again, 24th is a typical place the Steelers draft. Again, what will they look at? I mean, really, you can look at edge rusher. You could look at uh, some secondary help for the Steelers. You could look at quarterback. You could look at offensive line. There's just a lot of different ways the Steelers can approach the draft here this year so again it's a team that usually drafts ahead of time for the year ahead and uh, not necessarily looking for immediate help but there might be a different feeling here and uh, again running back cannot be ruled out either in the first round or at worst in that second round position here at number 55 for the Steelers so yeah they're a wild card team for sure in the draft if they don't uh, lean quarterback in it or running back I think they're going to lean defense again because that's what the Steelers do and, that, and they do have some significant needs there. Offensive line, again, they could reshuffle and be okay, but it also would not surprise me if they invested in a tackle late in the first round either. So there you have it. There's a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, what's challenging them. Again, we want to know what's going to happen with Big Ben. That's kind of the floodgate thing here. But yeah, between Big Ben and James Conner and Juju, you could see some major offensive skill changes with the 2021 Steelers. So... We're going to be watching all that here. We're going to react to it as it comes and all that. So, again, thanks so much for listening this week. If you missed it, we had uh, all of our AFC North uh, season and reviews, off-season preview. Then we also did our uh, top 50 free agents breakdown, looking specifically at the best players by the offensive skill positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So check out any of the shows you missed there. Again, reminder, Monday we will break down that day trade between the Eagles and the Colts for Carson Wentz. Uh, definitely we're going to look at that in depth for you. So a little bit of a special there for you on Monday, but that's what we're going to do. If we have to react to anything, we'll be here and bring it to you all offseason long on Lockdown Fantasy Football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day and see you on Monday.